This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillah, hamdun kathiran wa tayyiban mubarakan fee. Wa ashadu an la ilaha illallah wa ahduhu la sharika la. Wa huwa waliyul mu'mineen wal muttaqeen. وأشهد أن محمد عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وسلم تسليما كثيرا أما بعض. Come to a hadith that was collected by Imam Muslim today on the authority of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud. May Allah be pleased with him. And this is a hadith. I'm encouraging you guys to memorize this hadith. To keep it in your head. Let it be one of those hadith that you'll always remember, like, you know, la taghdab, you know, ad-deenun nasiha. There are certain hadith that are always in your head. There are other short hadith that you may forget here or there. But this is one of those hadith you have to, inshallah, to the best of your ability, remember it. The Prophet says, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, halaka al-mutanatti'oon. And he said it three times to show emphasis. Halaka al The extremists will be destroyed. Those people who go overboard. Those people who dig too deep. Those people who are extravagant. Those people who exceed the limits. Again. Halaka al Halaka al I'm going to say it, and you're going to say it with one voice in one body, inshallah. Let's try it again. One more, one more, one more try, and let's make this the best one. Again, is the one who he makes a ta'amuk. He goes too deep unnecessarily. No one asked him to do that. Allah didn't make it incumbent upon him. It's not for the religion, but he does it anyway. He goes too deep. Or it is the individual who exceeds the limits and he goes beyond the borders and the bounds. He's doing too much. He's going beyond the call of duty. What he's doing has nothing to do with what he's been commanded to do. At-tanattu' is that individual who he has mubalagha, mujawazatul had. He exaggerates. There is the boundary that is reasonable, it's acceptable. Everyone knows the boundaries. He's always exceeding the boundaries. Everybody is doing the thing in a particular way because that's the way it's supposed to be done. He does it in a way that causes everybody, the religious, the irreligious, the educated, the non-educated, everybody looks at him, scratches their head and says, what is he doing? Why is she doing it like that? One more time. Uh, the one who the Prophet is referring to here, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, has to beware. Because he mentioned it three times for emphasis. He just could have said, if you are an extremist, you're going to be destroyed. 
but he said it three times, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَهُوَ الَّذِي يُكَلِّفُ شَيْئًا لَمْ يَأْمُرُهُ اللَّهُ بِهِ He does something Allah did not tell him to do it like that or to do it at all. Like in the case of the Christians, in the case of the Jews, when they used to try to be aesthetic and used to have to have zuhd and they wanted to be really on the deen and they won't get married, they won't eat certain foods and they go overboard trying to be religious, wearing clothes that are dirty and ripped, not looking nice, not representing themselves. They have a job interview and he goes and he gets a job interview wearing flip-flops flip-flops to him his thing is no you have to get with the program I am not into the dunya so if I wear flip-flops and I go to get the job interview he expects the people to understand where he's coming from and the people may be non-muslims but he doesn't care that's mutanatta and wallahi billahi tallahi this thing has many manifestations of it. And I'll give you some at the end of the class. The one who when he speaks, he's always saying, Wallahi, 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 Wallahi. Yes, he did. Wallahi. No, I didn't. Wallahi. And he can't stop saying Wallahi. This is a tanatur. You don't have to keep saying Wallahi for everything. It has so many manifestations in normal people that you'll be shocked. You will be shocked. And that's why we have to remember this hadith. If you want to do it in Arabic with people, tell them in Arabic. But I want you to remember this hadith, to memorize this hadith. Halakal mutanatti'oon. Allah said about the Christians and the Jews, Ruhbaniyatin ibtad'uha ma katabnaha alayhim. They are doing a form of aestheticism, avoiding the dunya, not eating, not getting married, not sleeping, praying all day, fasting all the time. That's ruhbaniya. He said this is a form of aestheticism that Allah did not write that on them. They introduced it and they invented it in the religion, not getting married. What do you mean you're not getting married? Allah asked the question, Amlahum shuraka. The people who judge by other than what Allah revealed. The people who allow human beings or other people to legislate. Allah said, did they make for themselves shuraka, partners to Allah, who have allowed them to legislate in the religion that which Allah has given no permission? So when we allow other people to make halal and haram, food, Drink, clothes, you've gone beyond the limits. That's only Allah's domain. It's not your domain, it's not my domain. Making things haram on people. Pepsi is haram. Mountain Dew is haram. Sherbet ice cream is haram. Everything is haram. And we have a lot of people on that stuff. It's that thing, Allah did not tell you to do it. He didn't make it incumbent upon you. Now pay attention to this. Halakha means to be destroyed. It means to be destroyed. The Prophet says, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, about his sunnah, la yazihu anha illa halik. He said, I've been given the Quran and the sunnah. My religion, the sunnah, is day, is night, is like it's night. 
No one avoids it and abandons it and stays away from it except he will be halak. You will be destroyed. Halaka is from that. He says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the one who says, Halakanas, then he's the one who destroyed them. He looks at the people and say, the people are no good. Everybody's going to hell. And he looks at everything. The glass is half empty. A dark vision. Everything about his child. You're no good. You're not right. You can't do it right. He tells the child, the mother, about the father. He's no good. He's this. Maybe he did do some harm to you. But that's all you do. Halaka means that. So in this hadith, halaka al-mutanatti'un, it means, halaka means that they will be destroyed, that they will die, that they will disappear, that they will dissipate, that they won't exist anymore. That's the meaning of halaka, that it won't remain forever. The one who goes overboard, you're not going to remain. You can't do that forever. It's like the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam described the ulama and the people of the truth. He said there will always be a group of people from my ummah who will carry this knowledge and this deen. The knowledge and this deen. يَحْمِلُ هَذَا الْعِلْمِ كُلِّ خَلَفًا عُدُولُهُ There will always exist a group of people who will be responsible for this religion. The first characteristic that he mentioned connected to this halaka. He says, "Sallallahu alaihi wasallam, yanfuna anhu tahrif al-ghalin." The responsibility of those scholars and those people is that they would prevent the misinterpretation of the people who have ghulu. People go overboard. The people of the truth will be there to make sure that doesn't exist. That they make sure it's going to die. That ghulu, that extremism, they're not going to let it. Remain so that the people can take it as the deen. So, halakha means destruction, death, disappear. It's going to evaporate. It will not remain. And that's because of the evil that it brings about when you go overboard. The evil of the one who's doing it. He's going to destroy himself. Or the evil that he brings to other people as a result of being extreme. The father is so rough and so tough in his tarbiyah to his children. As the child grows up, the boy, all he can equate with his father is violence and extremism. He's afraid of his father. He didn't give him tarbiyah where the boy is living. Yeah, you have to be tough with your kids sometimes, but not like some people, some mothers and some fathers. He will destroy the spirit of the kid. So the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said this. Now the scholars they say this can be one of two things. Halak al It can be a dua that Allah is making dua that those who go overboard are destroyed. It's as if He's making a dua on them. The other opinion is that Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam is just informing us that the extremists will be destroyed. So it could be a dua and it could be he's just giving us khabar, al-ikhbar, he's letting us know. Some scholars say this, some scholars say that. I say, hey, let's take both of them. It can mean this and it can mean that. It doesn't have to mean only this or that. How do we know that it is khabar, it is, is dua. How do we know? 
The Prophet mentions sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam in an authentic hadith in which he made a dua. Allahumma man waliya min amri ummati shay'an fashakka alayhim fashquq alayhi. Oh Allah, anyone who gets in a position of authority or responsibility over my ummah and he makes things difficult for them, you make things difficult for him. As you do it, it be done unto you. Do good, good will come back. Do bad, bad will come back. I don't call it karma. I call it the sunnah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he made a dua. If you're the imam and you pray salat al-isha and you make it long, halak man. The imam is responsible for knowing we have children, we have people who are tired, we have people who are sick, we have people somewhere to go. It's late. And he's going to pray Salat al-Isha. And that's why in the famous hadith, the Prophet said to Mu'adh ibn Jabal, Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wa radiyallahu an Mu'adh, inna fikum When Mu'adh prayed long in Surah al-Isha, Salat al-Isha, the Prophet says, some of you are running the people away from the deen. He wants to come and pray Isha, but he's not coming because the Imam takes too long. He takes too long. He's responsible. He can be the Khalifa. He can be the Imam. He can be the judge. If he's responsible for something of this Ummah and he makes things difficult, he collects the zakat from the community. Someone comes to get zakat. I need zakat. He says, go get this paper, go get that paper, go get this paper, go get that paper, this, that, that. By the time he gets all of those papers, the money is gone. Why are you making it that difficult? You're responsible for the money. Make it easy. So that's the dua. So those scholars say, halak al is the Rasul making a dua. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Other scholars say, no. It's khabar. He's telling us that they have and will be destroyed. The delil of that is the statement of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He said, "Iyakum wal ghulu, fa innama ahlaka man kana qablukum al ghulu fi din." Beware of going overboard and being extreme in your religion. He's telling us, "For verily, the people who went before you were destroyed because they went overboard in the din." So he's giving us khabar about what happened to the people before. Al-Kitab. They said Isa is the son of Allah. They said Uzair is the son of Allah. They said that Allah had a son. They said Allah is poor. They said all of this stuff. She's going to marry the church. He's going to fast all the time. So whether it's this or that, we say, look, there is a dua not to be shadid. Don't be shadid. And there's information telling us you can and will be destroyed if Allah chooses, if you are a person who is rough or you are tough. The Prophet mentions sallallahu alayhi wa sallam about this deen. This religion of Islam is mateen. There's a lot to do. From Salat al-Fajr to Salat al-Isha, there's a lot to do in terms of ibadat, sadaqah, salat in the masjid, visiting the poor, making the dhikr, memorizing the Qur'an, 
go and visiting your relatives, making toba. There's a lot to do. If you try to do everything, you will be overwhelmed and you won't exist. You won't exist. Every time we go to Umrah and we have some of the brothers have come back from Umrah, we welcome you back. When you go for Umrah or Hajj, you leave this place a day or two, you don't get any rest because you're trying to get your affairs together. When you start traveling, you're tired. When you arrive in Mecca, you're tired. But when you arrive, you have this false adrenaline. Yeah, let's go. I got to get to that Kaaba right now. I got... No, brother, pump your brakes and slow down. Don't go to the Kaaba like that. And if you're in Medina, don't go rushing to the masjid like that. Go and get some sleep and get some rest. Because if you don't rest, you're going to find after a day or two, inshallah, you're going to sleep and waste two or three days. Or you may not sleep. You may not sleep. You keep going to the haram. You keep going. But when the imam is praying, you're not there. You're just too tired. You just don't feel that religious thing. And that's why many people complain and say, I went to the cop and I just didn't feel it. I just didn't feel it. That's because your body is taking rights over you. The deen is mateen. And I want to say to you young brothers, and you reverts. You come into the religion or you make toba after doing things that were haram. You get yourself together. Take it easy, son. Take it easy, cuz. Take it easy, man. Don't be around your people and everything haram. No, haram. Don't be like that. Today we pray Salat al-Isha. Today we pray Salat al-Isha. The Imam said, غير المقدوب عليهم والضالين. Someone said, Amen. And me screaming like that, that's what I did in the Salat. What are you doing? Yeah, I'm talking to you. This is overboard. Because no one does that. And what about the one who does that when he goes to the masjid of the Ahnaf, our brothers in this religion, who believe you shouldn't say Ameen. What do you think they're going to do? They're going to say, this person, something's wrong with you. They're not going to just say, Wow, that's inappropriate. He's going to say, something is wrong with you. And then they look at the dunya, the dawah that you're claiming as salafiyya. They're going to say, these people are crazy. Because no one should scream out like that. The imam gives the khutbah and is at the top of his voice. It said it's always gives a lecture, screaming. No. Read the room and see who's in the room and speak according to what the room needs. So take it easy and don't go overboard. Don't go overboard. The Prophet told us, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Innama bu'ithtum muyassireen. You people have been sent to the people. Kuntum khayru ummatin ukhrijat linnas. You're the best ummah for everyone. Because you believe in Allah, you make an amr maruf in nayl munkar. We've come to the people as du'at, all of us. He said, and you have been sent to make things easy for the people who you deal with. Muslims and non-Muslims, your relatives, everyone. Take it easy. Give glad titans and don't run the people away by being too rough and too tough. I want to share with you because we talked about at many times. 
We talked about roughness many times. So I think you guys have heard many of the ayat and the hadith. What I want to do right now is just give you some of the many examples of the manifestation of التشدد, التنطع, and just see how prevalent it is amongst us. Because with every example that I give, there are going to be a few of you, inshallah, who say, yeah, that's me, or that's fulan, or I know about that. From going overboard and having a tanattur in the religion are the people who are fanatical, fanatical. They go overboard and they're fanatical in the positions of their madhab. The question to the person is, is it permissible for me to do this or to do that? And the person answers, a regular person from the awam by saying, well, some of the scholars said this, that, 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 that. And some of them said it's this, this, that, 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 that. And some of them said this, this, that, that, that. And some of them said this, that, that, that. Man, I'm not trying to hear all of that. I'm just a regular person. I'm not trying to hear all of that ikhtilaf. I want to know what do you think? Now, sometimes it is appropriate to tell a person in this issue is ikhtilaf. If I touch my private part, akramakum Allah, does it break my wudu? Some of the scholars say yes, because of this. And some of them say no, because of that. That's something you can share with people so that they can appreciate which side they want to take and so that they'll learn. Don't be crazy and upset when someone takes the other position in this. But for every question, are shrimps halal? Can I eat lobsters? Some of the scholars said this, this, that, that, that. Some of, man, we're not trying to hear that. As a dai, we're not trying to hear that. Just make it simple for us. Another example of a tanattur is the way some people speak, the way they express themselves. Listen to the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He said, "Inna Allah yubghidu raju waladi yatakhallalu bilisanihi kama tatakhallal bakara." Allah hates the man who's extravagant, loquacious, he's extravagant in his speech. He talks in the way the cow moves his tongue. Meaning, he tries to be extraordinarily articulate. He speaks in a way where he may use these big words. As you sit there and you listen to him, you say, what are you talking about? You don't have to talk to us like that. Just keep it simple so we can understand. And I want to say this to some of you who are students, and some of the people give dawah who are listening to me. Allah has blessed us to know the importance of the Arabic language. But my Arabic may not be that good. And I find myself talking people to people and then I say things in Arabic. And the goal and the objective is just to make people feel like I know what I'm talking about. And my Arabic is not that good. Anyone who knows Arabic and they hear you talk Arabic say, It was better for him to be quiet. So some people will do that. There's a sheikh, Abu Suhaib. How many of you people know Abu Suhaib? Abu Suhaib's Arabic is real good. That's his lisan. May Allah preserve and protect him. You look at his lectures, he'll give a whole lecture with barely speaking Arabic because he wants the people to understand. He can use Arabic phrases and words and this and that. If you want to use ayat and ahadith, no problem. 
But even him, he'll take a lot of the ahadith and just say it in English because he's not trying to show off. Inshallah, that's not what he's trying to do. But here's the person giving Arabic and he's an English speaker and his Arabic is atrocious. But he still tries to articulate. That is going too deep. Allah didn't make that your responsibility. The Prophet said that Allah hates the one who talks like that. Gets up on the mimbar and he speaks in Arabic and he's an Arabic speaker and he tries to make every sentence rhyme. Every sentence is rhyming. He makes a takalluf. Another example, and there are many. As we mentioned earlier, the one who makes full haram on people. You can't eat that, you can't eat that, you can't drink that, this and that, this and that. And then even worse than that, or just as bad. When he goes to your house, he says, is this halal? Is that hara halal? Where'd you buy your meat from? Is that meat halal? Is it the bih- That's not... You are supposed to come and eat and don't ask that question. Even if you have some reason to doubt, like if you don't have any reason to doubt and you meet your Muslim brother, you go to his house, he wants to feed you. It is not permissible or correct for you to ask that man, is this halal? Where did you get the money to buy this? What's your job? That's not your business. And even if it's not halal, he could be from the opinion of those people who believe you can eat that meat. And even if it's not halal, you're not going to drop dead, inshallah. Another example are the people who believe in the tip and nabawi. We all believe in the tip and nabawi. Like the habbata soda. He uses habbata soda. So when you come to his house, he overwhelms you with habbata soda. I don't like habbata soda in my curry, man. I don't want that in my curry. I don't want habita soda in my tea mixed with my honey. I don't want that. Yeah, but it's a cure for every, but I don't want that. I want to eat habita soda in my moderation that I like. Not your moderation because your moderation is extreme. And then he says, you don't like the sunnah. No, man, I love the sunnah. I just don't like a lot of habita soda like that. Everything is the jinn. Everything is the aim. Everything is a sihr. Is there anyone here who doesn't believe in the aim? Put your hand up. Anyone here who doesn't believe in sihr? Put your hand up. Anyone here doesn't believe in the jinn? Put your hand up. From Salatul Fajr until right now, we existed all day. And not a single person, most of us, didn't think Ain, Jin, Sihr. There's a person who every minute of his waking day is Ain, Sihr, Jin. Every minute. And he may have Ain, and he may have Sihr. So that's why he's like that. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the one that is his existence. Ain, I got the Ain, I got the Ain. He gave me the Ain. That's the look of the Ain. It's magic. Everything is like that. The bottle has gin in it. Don't drink it. You sat in the chair and you sat on the gin's babies. I'm telling you, I know situations like that. You kick the can. You guys call it the 10. In America, you know, Jolly Green Giant, those kind of cans, tomato can. 
You know, the can, the tin, which you guys, it's empty. He's walking in the street. He kicks it. Someone say, brother, the gin's babies could be in there. They could come and get you. Man, come on, man. Come on. Maybe in the car when I turned that corner, I ran over the gin's baby. The gin shouldn't have put his babies there. How can I live like that? That is a... <laughs> hey, hey, my man, come on. <laughs> That is a tenetor. Wallahi, ikhwani. Stop going overboard. Stop going overboard in these issues. Similar to that is the people who make takfir of the hukam. From Salatul Fajr until right now, there are those from amongst us, we never thought about the hukam, the leaders of the Muslims being kuffar, because it doesn't concern us like that. We've existed from Fajr to now. And not once did most of us think about this ruler, that ruler, that ruler. We have some Shabbat that are amongst us, from us. Everything is the Kuffar, the Hukam. They judge by other than Allah. Kuffar. Look, brother, Allah. Ma kalafaka bihada. Allah didn't make that your responsibility to make takfir. It doesn't affect us. It doesn't affect us. And I can't even joke, because it's not funny. I can't even say what the truth is, and that is, our leader is King Charles. Our leader is King Charles. We're living in the kingdom, and King Charles is over the people in this country. I don't mean that as a joke, because some of these brothers will say, you see how Abu Sama is accepting, judging by other than what Allah revealed? We're living in the UK talking about the leaders of the Muslims are kuffar and every opportunity they get and that's what... Come on, brother, take it easy. What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? And in our own personal lives, right now, I'm sitting, I'm watching a lot of people, mashallah. In our own personal lives, we got struggles and issues. Everybody here has struggles and issues. All of us. But when I get with the Shabab who are like me, yeah, they kuffar, yeah, they kuffar. And then they write things like, and say things like, you know, when you live in this country, they give so much percent of your salary to the army to fight Muslims. You're also kuffar. The rulers of the Muslims are reflective of us. And if you were a person existing thinking the rulers are bad and we're good, something's wrong with you. Something is wrong with you. As you are, that's how the people will be over you as a punishment. That's how this the sunnah of Allah. As this community is, that's how our rulers are going to be. Show me who every day is making witr prayer. Witr prayer. Who every day doesn't miss any prayer? And that's how was Shabbat. His wife has trouble praying. His wife has trouble wearing hijab. <laughs> Another manifestation of it, and it is terrible because it destroyed our Tao, especially in American, African-American Salafi people, we were growing and developing until this thing about he's an innovator, he's an innovator, he's an innovator. It came and it tore us apart. And we lost a community that was vibrant. 
And you guys are too young to appreciate what we had. Put aside the fact that I'm just talking to you as my younger brothers. Put aside the fact that the brothers have oppressed many people. Oppressed many people on that stuff. Put that aside. They destroyed our community with this stuff. Etabdir. Everybody's an innovator. Everybody who doesn't agree with you is an innovator. Because you don't agree with me and I don't agree with you. You're trying to be a person who's on set of fear. That's what you're trying. Wallahi, I swear by Allah, I'm a mu'min, inshallah. Takfiri come and tell me, no, you're a kafir. I say, wallahi, I'm a mu'min, inshallah. Wallahi, I'm sedefi. It's not what you think. It's what I think. And what Allah judges me with based upon what I think and what I do. Not you. Some of these people believe that they have that ability to put you in or out of the game. One of the great scholars of Islam, Al-Imam Al-Alaka'i, he has a book called Sharh, Usul Al-I'tiqad, one of the main books about the aqidah of the Salaf. He brought a narration, you guys try to go back, find this narration, write it down, keep it with yourself. Two men were from the Khawarij. They were from the Khawarij. They make takfir of the Muslims, looking around, judging everybody, putting everybody down. They were in Mecca. At a time when there were a lot of people in Mecca going around the Kaaba, sitting around the Kaaba, like these days. Last time I went to Mecca, I got sick because it was a big flu there. It was so many people. So many people. When we were in Medina, and you go for Fajr, you pray your turakas, and you're sitting there waiting for the iqama, and it's quiet. All you do is hear people coughing. And we all came back with this flu. I still had that thing lingering, and it was a severe chest infection. But it was so many people there at the time of Ramadan, at the time of Hajj. The two of these people were going around the Kaaba from the Khawarij. One of them said to the other, you see all these people? You see all these people? All of them, they're not going to Jannah. None of them. They're all kuffar. Just you and me are going to Jannah because we're on the haq, we're on the sunnah. When the other one heard that and he's on his fitrah, he said, the Jannah, the Jannah that Allah created, all of you being a race, all of you being a race to go to the Jannah. And that Jannah is with, is like the heavens and the earth. It's been prepared for people of taqwa. It is wide and massive. He said, that Jannah was only built for you and me? He said, yes, no one else. He said, go ahead, you can go by yourself. You go by yourself. And he left that way of the Khawarij. Because how can you think like that? The vast, the vast majority of people who we meet in Birmingham in the street from the Muslims, they're not Salafi. They're not on a Sunnah. So when we see them, do we hate the Muslims? Because he's not Salafi. What's wrong with you? And then you would have your own masjid, the masjid of our brothers not too far away from Wright Street. You have your masjid. Over the years, all of the sheikhs who stepped foot in that masjid, all of them who came, 
all of them are now not on the sunnah, you can't see there's something wrong with that. Can you not see? All of everybody, whoever taught you and came to your masjid is now excommunicated from the sunnah and the person says na'am wallahi because the hearts of the people between the two fingers of Ar-Rahman Allah has it. brother something is wrong with you don't hate the Muslims like that love for the Muslim is one thing one thing to love the sunnah and to hate innovation to love the right way and the minhaj of the salaf but it is another thing to carry into harbor in your heart hatred for the Muslims from those manifestations, Ikhwani is for a person to go overboard in his love. He goes overboard in the love for the Sheikh. The Sheikh is the Dalil. Whatever he says, the Sheikh said. Or to love your wife and you're going overboard, brother. Your wife is not the best person in her behavior. Your husband Watching this TV and these movie stars. She loves this movie star, this actor. To love something. Even our children. To look at your child and to have glue in your child. Love for your child. To the degree where maybe your wife feels left out. You love your child so much. Your wife, she feels like she's, you know, leftovers. Although sometimes you may have a wife who just be tripping. She just be tripping. She wants you to pay more attention to her. It's not that you love your child and you don't love her. Some women are like that. But it could, it's possible. You got to listen to her. She's saying, pay attention to me. Love me too. Don't go overboard. Stay in the middle. What I want to do really, but I'm not going to do it inshallah is, I want you brothers to give me some examples of things that come to your mind that people do. That is too deep. It is too deep. Too deep. Our religion is a religion of moderation. Guide us to the Sirat al Mustaqim. Inna ahabbal amal Allah adwamuha wa inqalla. The best deeds that Allah loves are the ones you do with consistency, even if it's a little bit. The Salaf used to say, Al-Iqtisad in the Sunnah is better than having a lot of ijtihad and bid'ah. To do what's from the Sunnah and you do a little bit is better than doing a lot that is not from the Sunnah. Did you guys see that clip that I saw on the social media? There was a cardinal or a pope, I don't know, looked like Roman Catholic preacher, you know, the white guy with the robe. He was Christianing the baby. The little infant was crying and he was going to pour water on the baby's head and the baby kept crying, crying. The father or the mother was holding a baby and the pope, the cardinal, slapped the baby. Did you see that? That would have been hammer time. That would have been fire in the hole right there. And the mother and the father looked like surprise. Look surprised you slapped one of our babies like that? The imam. Slap your baby like that? Yeah, that shit. How many of you saw that? Now don't tell me I'm the only one that saw that. <sighs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Because he was an old man, I think, and you know, the screeching of the child gets into the central nervous system and he slapped the little baby in his face as if to say, hey, be quiet. 
and the mother and the father just look like that, like just surprised. Do you think that's all you're going to get is a look of surprise slapping one of our Muslim babies, slapping my baby? Even the doctor, if the baby comes out newborn and he puts the baby upside down and slaps, they say, what are you doing? They don't do that no more. They don't do that anymore. That's old school baby coming out. That's old school. Don't touch my baby. Unless the baby really needed that. I saw one Arab doctor, the baby had a lot of congestion and the doctor was squeezing the baby and squeezing and all this stuff came out of his mouth and he handed the mother the baby but he was just handling the baby. Did you guys see that? Don't tell me I'm the only one who see this stuff. All of that is hulu. Respecting people overboard. Loving people overboard. So we're going to stop here. Inshallah Azrajal, and we're going to say to you, take your time, take your time. The best guidance is the guidance of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And his guidance is in the middle. I mean, not screaming it out at the top of your voice. Not like that. May Allah Ta'ala make us of those people who are balanced in our religion and those people who love balance and those people who deal with the people with a way of balance. And may Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala save us from being difficult with our own selves and on ourselves and from people being rough and tough with us. Mothers, fathers, partners who are rough and tough and extreme with those who are around them. May Allah Ta'ala give you a makhraj and make a way out for you inshallah azawajal. But within ourselves, in our homes, let's do our best not to be people who are the mutashaddidun, the mutanatti'un, the mutashaddiqun. We don't want to be those people in any manifestation. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ونسأل الله تعالى يوفقنا جميعا سبحانك سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت أستغفرك وأتوب إليك والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.